Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. So welcome to season two, episode seven of the Recalibrate podcast, guys. It has been a blast being with you so far. Um, And so yeah, I just wanted to jump right into this episode. As you can see by the title, I am going to be sharing my testimony and how these elements and principles of growth that I've been sharing with you uh, since this season started have really been applied to my own life um, and how they've really impacted me and helped me as well. So this is going to be a pretty sober um, episode. Um, we may or may not follow our usual segments, but just stay in tune with me um, and you'll get the general gist. Um, so before we get started, I just want to give you our calls to action. So what do you need to do for me this week? Um, please make sure that you rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that on every front that you're seeing when new episodes are dropping, because we may have some bonus episodes and some trailers uh, in the near future. Um, so make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you rate and review the podcast. Leave a review. Let me know how you're finding the podcast, what you want to hear. Um, and how you've been finding what I've shared or what we've been able to speak about as a community so far. Also, if you haven't yet joined the Recalibrate community, we want to build our Facebook group and have all of you who are listening from all over the world join us in our community group. And so please do feel free to join at recalibrateuk.com forward slash community. The link to sign up to the Recalibrate community will also be in the description um, of the podcast. So make sure that you go and have a look. Um, Also, the Recalibrate workbooks and masterclass full experience is available on our resources page. So you can access the full experience, um, the videos and the workbook for just $6.99, or you can get the workbook on its own for $2.99 at recalibrateuk.com forward slash resources. Now, I know some of you had an issue with the uh, link a couple of weeks ago, but it's up and running and you can access everything right now. That will also be in the description bar below. So thank you so much. Let's dive right into the episode. So for today's random musing of my heart, today's random musing of my heart um, is the fact that um, you have to create the environment to grow. You have to create an environment conducive for growth. And I've been thinking about that a lot this week. I've been looking back on my friendships and relationships and even um, opportunities for work and for different things. And I've been just looking at how I've stewarded those times. I've looked at red flags that I ignored. I've looked at um, what went well, what I did well and what I could have done even better at or what I didn't do as well. And I've just been reviewing um, the times when I grew the most and when I had the most growth in my own life were the times where not only I was self-aware, but I, w- I had an environment internally and externally that was conducive enough for growth. And so that would be the random musing of my heart for this episode. Make sure that you are in an environment both internally and externally that is conducive to your growth journey, both spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, relationally. Make sure that in all spheres of your life, it is conducive enough for your growth journey. That's the random musing of my heart for this episode. Let's dive right into it. And so, yeah, guys, um, I shared... Um, a part of my testimony on my Instagram um, where I basically spoke about um, an accident that I had um, where I was knocked over on a zebra crossing uh, right by my old um, family home and 
yeah, it was just a horrible event. I almost died. Um, I was literally knocked over by a speeding car, um, kind of went flying off of the bonnet of the car after I was hit. Uh, I was unconscious. I was found unconscious on like on the in the corner of the pavement on the road. Um, people gathered around me. It was a bus driver who literally had his lights on because in the um, at this time of year it gets dark quite quickly, and so um, he had his lights on, and that's the only reason he saw like a black coat like lodged in the floor, and so he stopped the bus right before the bus stop um, on the opposite side of the road from the zebra crossing that I was knocked over on and so he's gotten down from the bus and he's seen this lifeless girl who's 17 who was me just lying down on the floor um and he's called for help and so at this point I can hear but I can't see and I can't move I'm riddled in pain um and I didn't get my consciousness back until being at the hospital I remember opening my eyes finally and seeing myself in this white room in a machine in casts and stuff and they were trying for veins over 30 times and I remember my family standing around me literally just I looked over my mom was up to my left praying my dad was with some of his friends and his ministry friends and they were on my right praying and my siblings were literally just around me like just holding onto the bed just looking at me um and I remember waking up and it was um it was like very uh scary like waking up in a white room basically naked um because they had to cut through all of my clothes to try and get to my veins and stuff um and it was a long journey from there I remember them telling me the injuries I had glass stuck in my head they had to shave my hair and like remove the glass from my head um I had a bruised lung, so it, I struggled to breathe um, comfortably without pain for like two to three weeks, um, if not for longer. Um, and then also having like fractures just scattered across my lower back and my pelvis. Um, it some were little, some were slightly bigger, and then my whole the whole right side of my pelvis had like dislodged. But they were like because of my age, it should kind of gather itself together but it took a lot of physiotherapy it took a lot of doctor's appointments it took a lot of um therapy um because they believed it was PTSD that I was struggling with because I would have flashbacks and nightmares and uh strong reflexes and stuff like that and I hated the dark there was just so many things now I'm not saying all of this to to put a, a to be a Debbie Downer basically or to put um, this dark thing on this episode that's not what I'm sharing it for but I am sharing it because it's it catapulted me into a journey of growth so when I share with you the principles that I talk about so things like vulnerability um, it was something I had to learn not because of not because of a, a podcast episode or not because of a mentorship scheme or a transformational experience but it was something I had to learn to survive it was something I had to learn to live again. Um, so, for example, like I remember being in therapy sessions and having to speak about the realness of the fact that I didn't know if I wanted to live or if I had the capacity or the will to live um, because of how much I was having to deal with. And this is five years on from the accident. And sometimes I still get pain when I try to do exercises or when I stand for too long. I still get back pain from where the fractures were. 
Um, I still get migraines here and there if I've worn, if I've like been on my laptop or my phone for too long um, without my glasses. And there's still some residue and some side effects um, that I have to deal with even five years on that they told me would be an issue and even telling me not to go to university because of it, because they don't think that I would be able to make it through. And I've just completed my second degree and I'm definitely going back for my third. Um, but all of these things, I'm not sharing this testimony to say that that happened and the next day I was free and healed and set free and everything was fine. But letting you know that this journey of growth that I have been on has been the maintenance and the continuous uh, deliverance that I've had to encounter and go through in order to grow and to become and to also do like even this podcast and sharing with you all has been a lesson in vulnerability. Um it's been a lesson in my growth. It's been a lesson in me maturing, not always saying what I want to say or getting to say what I feel to say, um, but being able to, uh, not to sugarcoat, but being able to say things in a truly graceful manner. These have all been learning curbs for me. Even what I taught in the masterclass about emotional regulation and recovery. I had someone call me the other day and said, I use my re emotional regulation plan and my recovery plan from the masterclass to really get through um, what was a hard week and even a hard day. And I remember feeling so overjoyed that something I went through and something that I um, was able to learn and develop as a skill on this journey of growth was impacting the lives of those who were around me and who were able to have access to what I was talking and teaching about in the masterclass. So yes, I would advise that you would go and get um, the workbook and also listen into the masterclass and get the full experience so you can get that. But yeah, so this is just a, a, a short introduction to my testimony, but also what I shared in the random musing as well. Um, having an environment conducive for growth. So I'm thankful, I am so thankful um, for a family that that have been, listen, a rock. I always say that it uh, the accident put um, things into perspective for me because I've always done things and not that I haven't prioritized my family, but I've always kind of just lived life and, and tried to get through as, a day as much as I can. But that accident really put things into perspective for me. So I've always said, like, appreciate and love all of you, friends and loved ones and work colleagues and whatnot. But God forbid I died today. Those would be the people lowering my body into the ground. And so I'll give them my all. I'll give them my best. I'm thankful for my parents. Um, my mom, rest in heaven, rest in perfect bliss and peace with our savior. I love her. Um, uh, yeah, she was with me in the hospital every single day. And there wasn't a day that I woke up where she wasn't praying. Um, and it really annoyed me because I was like, if God didn't cause this, then he allowed this. And this is what I'm having to go through. And I didn't really see the value and the lessons in what, what I had encountered and what I had experienced during then after that accident. But I'm thankful for a praying mother. I would wake up like I was literally overdosed, not overdosed, but like I was literally like zoned out on medications, painkillers, blood thinners, all sorts, um, anti-sickness, because obviously I couldn't eat and I was taking medications like ridiculously. Um, but I remember just waking up and 
Every time I turned, I opened my eyes, turned to my left, my mother was on her knees or sitting down just praying. I would open my eyes. She would kiss me, hug me. If I was in too much pain, then she would just hold my hand um, and she would just like speak life, affirming words like pray with me while I was alert and I could answer and say amen. And those are some of the moments that remind me that I have always had an environment that has been conducive for a place of growth. So even when another part of my testimony, I'll probably share another day, but even when my mom did pass, one of the things that I remember me and my siblings like saying to each other was, we don't know where else to run apart from God because we saw our mom consistently run to God, consistently always ran back to God, no matter what it was. She was always at the feet of God, wanting to know what he had to say concerning a situation. And so even when she passed, we kind of like, okay, yeah, our faith was like hit, but she she taught us the best way we know how was to run to Holy Spirit. And so um, I'm so thankful for an environment that conducive to teach me um, the path back to God and everything. Um, and she taught me so many valuable real life lessons as well that I've even shared with you guys in this podcast. Same thing with my dad. My dad has always served, always served, always served to his best ability, always served to his fullest capacity. I've never seen him in a season where he's dropped his service to God. He's always maintained a standard of service to God that is absolutely impeccable. I come from a house of priests and so I'm so grateful for what he taught me, but that made an environment conducive for growth. Um, I remember being young and anyone who knows us knows these stories, but whenever you would come to my house to stay over and would have people over, um, they would always hear my dad in the middle of the night, wee hours of the morning, singing and praying. And um, it was really a, a learning, a, an experience for me to learn from, um, to have parents that sought God so much, so deeply and love him um, because that's made a conducive environment for me to grow. I have amazing siblings, absolutely amazing siblings who have our own strengths um, and have our unique differences where none of us are copy and paste exactly the same, but we are a bunch of phenomenal, resilient, strong people. And so I love my family, as you can tell, Um, (laughs) but they made an environment conducive enough for me to grow. And I'm so thankful for friends, for mentors, even when I came to Birmingham, finding a mentor in like 0.25 seconds of me being in the city. Um, But I'm so thankful for mentors, for leaders, for friends, for coaches, for guides, for just people, friends who have even become family. I'm so thankful that they have made my life a conducive environment Um, and even believed that there was room for me to grow, even when I couldn't see what value there was to me and things like that. And so, yeah, I'm, I am a product of having an environment that allows you to grow. And what happened was I had that environment externally, but I was yet to tap into that environment internally. Um, And so, Something I was I would always share with you guys is spiritual disciplines that really helped me to grow and to create an internal environment to grow 
number one was Bible study. Anyone who knows me, my favorite saying is, God, I love your word. Jesus is my perfect picture. And so uh, he is the image that I desire to bear. Um, And so uh, Bible study is one of the spiritual disciplines that created an environment conducive enough for me to grow. There are endless principles of wisdom that are lodged in different scriptures across the word of God that not only reveal Jesus Christ, but are transforming by by the very study. Um, And so um, I remember I bought a Bible in my first year of university. It's the HCSB Women's Study Bible. The link to it on Amazon will be in the podcast description um, for any women who want to grab the Bible um, or any people who want to grab the Bible for any women in their lives. Um, But that was a phenomenal Bible that got me started in the right path in my Bible study. I already had a Bible study or devotion life, but um, having that study Bible was next level for me. It wasn't fluffy. It wasn't airy. It was the real nitty gritty and helped me to get a better understanding of the word of God um, by the technologies it uses um, to break, break down a scripture and to give better understanding. It's got loads of annotations, which I love. Um, but don't distract you from the real word and take always point you back to it. And so I would recommend it. And it's in the it's in the description if you want to get it. For men, um, one of my favorite ba- Bibles is the Maxwell Leadership Bible. It is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I read that as well um, as a study Bible. It's got more leadership principles, um, but it's a great Bible study for men. Um, and I would really recommend it. That's also in the description um, below. Um, this description is going to be real long and it's going to have a few links in there, but it's going to have some goodies for you all. So I'd really um, encourage you to just scroll down and have a look. But both those study Bibles will be in there. But that is a phenom- those are phenomenal study Bibles that I've used and that I know are phenomenal for creating an internal environment conducive for our growth. Um, Bible study was one. Prayer and fasting was definitely another. Um, so food wasn't really an issue for me because I, I would forget to eat on a normal day anyway. Um, so sometimes I would fast from food. Sometimes I would fast from social media. Sometimes I would fast um, from social gatherings. Um, so in this Corona time, that doesn't really work. Um, but um, yeah, I would definitely fast from something. So I used to like coffee. I still do like coffee a lot. So I would fast from coffee. Um, whatever it was, I would fast um, from that particular thing. And I would engage in intentional times of prayer, either at the beginning of every month or the beginning of every year or like every quarter, I would put aside a week or two to fasting that really allowed me to spend time separated where I would just speak to God um, and really want to know what he had to say to me in that time. And those words are what carried me through really hard seasons um, and even allowed me to be there to share with people who were around me um, and were on this journey of growth with me as well. So yeah, definitely prayer and fasting, community, community you guys know I am an avid uh stickler for community um community guys I can't even begin to tell you how much um engaging and investing in a wealthy community and I'm not talking about money but people who are emotionally intelligent people who have relational intelligence people um who who seek God concerning you, who pray for you and who you pray for, people who are invested in your life and in your growth and in your journey and more than what you can do are invested in who you are. 
um, those that's the kind of community that I would say um, you should invest in a community that you have a, a, an opportunity to serve by just being yourself. That's that's um, a community I would say is worth investing in because they will help you to grow in such an exponential way. But you must make the commitment to growth first and they just partner with you. Um, the responsibility for your growth can't be on them. Um, and so, yeah, those are some, those are three things that I would say can really help to create an environment for growth. Um, and I hope that me sharing my testimony um, allows you to see how these things also helped me. So for example, um, in terms of Bible study, I would study often with prayer and fasting. I would pray and study often because those are the times and places where God would meet me and speak to the places that I needed healing in. And then also when it came to community, I had to be very honest with where I was uh, when I was when they tried to prescribe me with when the doctors tried to prescribe me with antidepressants um, because of the trauma and because of the depression that I was struggling with after the accident. It was a community of people who who said, leave that, leave that to God and leave that to us in prayer and who prayed regularly and often for me. Um, to the point where now I don't struggle with depressive episodes and depressive states. Uh, there still are some things to iron out in my soul, but I am not bound to buy this thing any longer. And so, yeah, I would just say really invest, guys, in conducive environments for growth. Um, and I hope sharing my testimony and sharing with you all what God has done in my life and the work that I've had to partner with him to do um, also encourages you guys to partner with God concerning your own journey as well. Um, I knew this episode wasn't going to take its normal segment form, um, but yeah, guys, please remember to rate, review, remember to subscribe, remember to uh, share the podcast with everyone, absolutely everyone that you know. Remember to uh, join the community. If you haven't, the link will be in the description. Remember to go and get the Recalibrate Masterclass uh, experience on the website. The link will also be below. And if you want to grab yourself the study Bibles, then please do remember to go to the link below. Uh, follow on Instagram at GloryO underscore and at the Recalibrate podcast. And feel free to email and send, in, send me your testimonies on recalibrateuk at gmail.com. And that's going to be the Recalibrate Challenge of the week. Please type up your testimonies, testimonies of what you believe God has done or what he is still working on you with. And please send them to recalibrateuk at gmail.com. I would love to hear all of your testimonies and see the amazing things that God is doing in and through all of us. I love you guys. You guys are the absolute best. Um, but yeah, have an amazing weekend and an even better week next week. I love you. Peace and love.